friends, it's Kayla Moran welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How is everybody doing? How's everyone's January going? I honestly don't know how tomorrow is already January 19th. Tomorrow also marks four months of me finding out that I passed the bar exam and being an attorney, which is just wild that it's already been four months. I feel like so much has happened in four months that it's gone by really fast and also really slow. And I'm actually talking right now with a couple of my friends of how like, we thought that we would be so much farther along. We thought we would have our careers figured out. We thought we would know what we were doing by now. But, you know, don't we have to remind ourselves it's only been four months and like, no, we don't. And it's okay that we don't. And that's just really timely, I think, with everything going on personally for me starting my own law firm i signed the bank documents this week to finalize the accounts and once that is set up fully hopefully within the next week or two i will be able to officially sign my first few clients i have a couple lined up and i'm just waiting to be able to send them the payment link and the retainer agreement honestly and i'm just really excited to be able to open the doors to my own law firm getting all of that set up has been a whirlwind. I thought it would be a lot quicker and easier than it has been, but you know, you live and you learn, and I've actually learned quite a bit in the last few months, and just learned a lot about myself as well, and I think you guys know that I've been very introspective in the last couple of episodes, and in kind of all of my content, I think, and on the law firm front, as an associate, because I also work as an associate with my family friend, and I've been learning a lot there. I'm being thrown right in and I'm learning on the fly as I go just by being a part of phone calls and emails and just kind of learning by osmosis and figuring it out day by day, little by little, assignment by assignment. And I'm I'm nervous about that, to be honest. I had a hearing tomorrow that got canceled and secretly happy about that because I wasn't prepared yet like I need I feel like I need more time and eventually I'm just gonna have to do it but like I wanted more time and then I have a couple of big assignments that I'm working on right now and I have a couple of depositions coming up my first deposition that I will be taking I will be deposing someone in a couple of big cases that we have and that is nerve-wracking and I know that my boss will prepare me and prep me well but that doesn't mean that I'm not scared. And I tell him that, but he's like, you're gonna be fine. You know what you're doing. You're gonna be fine. But it, it, it means so much to know that they they believe in me and they want me around. They want my help. And that he allows me to have the agreement with him that I do um, to be able to work with him and then also have my own thing going. And it's just been very overwhelming to navigate and kind of prioritize and be disciplined. I think that's something that I'm really going to struggle with this year is discipline. And, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Like some of my friends who have salary jobs have crazy hours or tight schedules and they think that what I do is easier, but like I wish I had that sometimes. And it's just, it's been a lot, but you know, overall, I think I'm doing really well. That's like the big question I keep getting asked is how I'm doing. And Overall, I think I'm doing really well considering, and I feel really good about this year. I just need to slow down and be more present, as is my word for the year, and 
you know, prioritize, really prioritize and be disciplined about what I want. And that's going to change. And it does change every day. And just kind of allowing myself the grace to go with the flow and take it day by day and trust that everything is going to work out because, you know, in 2023, we believe in lucky girl syndrome and that everything just works out for us because we are the luckiest girls in the world and what we want is coming our way and what we want and what what we deserve is coming and everything is going to work out the way that it's meant to. And yeah, so that's kind of where I've been at and I'm really happy to be back home, honestly. It's been such a beautiful day the last couple of days. Yesterday, I went to Soho House with one of my best friends, Natalie, and we just, we had a little work lunch, and then we relaxed as the sun went down and shot the shit and laughed and shared stories about boys and work and struggles and friendship and just being really candid and had a great time and it was exactly what I needed after I came back from Ecuador and she needed that and we also celebrated that Rella has been live for a year. We launched today, well yesterday, today as recording, yesterday as you guys are listening, January 18th, 2022. So we launched, it's been a year of Rella, so much has happened in the year and my role there has kind of dwindled down to number one cheerleader. Um, just because there's not a whole lot for me to do there as influencer manager now that I have Connect to Social, but that is where my love for that career path and that business really bloomed, and knowing Natalie has changed the trajectory of my life, being a part of Frella has changed the trajectory of my life, and it was just a lot of fun to catch up with her and chat, and we have some exciting stuff in the works, her and I, for you guys, so stay tuned for that, but I don't know, I think I'm just really happy to be home. It feels good to be back. I love Miami. Truly, like, there's so much hate for Miami lately, and I just, I get it because there's parts of it that I don't love, but I look outside my window, and, or I step outside, and I feel the breeze and the sunshine, and it just feels so, so good to be here, and I'm so lucky to live here and live at home and have the support that I do while I'm going on this crazy path of starting my own businesses because I honestly couldn't do it without my family and my friends supporting me and all of the sweet messages of my online community. So thank you guys so much. And I'm really looking forward to where this year will take me. There's a lot of plans for, I'll say quarter one, Q1. Um, I have an engagement party. I have a weekend trip with my best friend from law school in a few weeks we're going to Dallas. I've never been. I'm super excited. So send me your Dallas Rex and what to do, where to stay, what to eat, where to go, all of the things. It's going to be Super Bowl weekend, which we didn't really foresee that when we planned it, but you know, it all worked out. We'll see. Maybe the Cowboys are in the playoffs and well, they're in the playoffs, are in the Super Bowl, and then it'll be a really fun weekend. Um, what else? I'm going to Gasparilla with my family in Tampa and get to see my brother because he goes to school in Tampa and it's his last semester, which is wild. He's a senior. Um, what else? What else? I might hijack my parents' anniversary trip and go with them somewhere. I don't know. Um, I'm just really looking forward to traveling as much as possible, fostering my friendships and prioritizing myself and my businesses. That's what's in store for me this year. And I'm really excited to see 
what comes out of it. And with that, I'm really excited to introduce you to this week's guest. She is Sharon Brand, the founder of Brands Media Group. She is someone that I have been following for a while. And well, I've been following BMG for a while, Brands Media Group. And then I connected with her when she reached out to be on the podcast. And I was like, oh my God, like someone is reaching out to be on my podcast. That's so cool. Um, It's like a pinch moment. And we just had a lot of fun chatting. Her and I are like kindred spirits. We love entrepreneurship like following our gut, travel, immersing ourselves in culture, and being open to all the lessons that entrepreneurship and life teaches you. And we talk all about that and so much more. And there's just some really great stories in this episode. And her lifestyle is really cool and unique and something that I really admire. And, you know, I just had a lot of fun recording this. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. But really fast, I'll do a quick suck and sweet of the week. So my suck of the week is that I just feel a little bit overwhelmed, but I know it's in a good way because I have a lot going on and I created all of this for myself and I built this life. I created this life and now I get to, you know, figure out what I really want and what I what feels good and what doesn't and keep what does and throw out what doesn't feel good and streamline my life on my terms I've built this and that feels really really good but sometimes it can get a little overwhelming so I've just been a little bit anxious but I think you know sometimes anxiety is a good thing I have a whole blog post on that if you haven't checked it out at kayleemoranblog.com check it out and yeah so that's my suck and my suite of the week is that I'm just really happy to be home and I was saying last night to Natalie that I I feel like it sucks that I don't really have a lot of friends in Miami, but I'm grateful for all the friends that I do have all across the world and be able to reach out to them whenever I need a pep talk or a virtual hug. I just wish sometimes it could be a real hug, but sweet is that I just, I feel really happy to be back and have the people in my life that I do and, you know, I'm excited for where this year is going to take me, so with that, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. Please subscribe to the show, follow along, check us out on YouTube. The podcast is now on YouTube. This is going to be the first episode that is going to be on YouTube, which I'm really excited about. Send it to a friend, screenshot, tag us as you're listening, share to someone who is thinking about starting their own media agency, marketing agency, or wants to be an entrepreneur and needs some advice or tips on hiring a remote team or anything like that. I think this is such a fun episode. And I really enjoyed it. So I hope you guys do too. Meet Sharon. Sharon, what's something people wouldn't know about you just from following you? ET is my biggest fear. <laughs> really? Why? That's so random. <laughs> she scares me so much. And I think that parents who show this movie as, to their kids who are young is like the worst mistake you could ever do to your child for your child. But why does he scare you? Like, is there something specific or just like aliens in general and like... Everything, his texture, his color, his face. But yeah, no one will know. And I, it's like, it's like my little fun fact about myself. Like E.T. is my biggest fear. That's so funny. I love that though. Like, I always love asking because some people go really deep, but this one was like a fun one. So it's just funny to see like what people, like the first thing you said, that's so quick too. Like you just knew it. That's What's that. yours? 
I don't know. I, I share a lot. And I think I think a lot of people just think I'm very emotional, but I'm actually not. I just my emotions come out when I'm frustrated or upset or hurt, but I'm actually not as emotional as people think. And I and I I feel like that's a good one about me. I don't know. No one's ever asked me in return, like they've never turned it back on me. But yeah, I'm really not as emotional as people think. I'm actually very logical and very good at reasoning. Like I'm the friend that people come to for relationship advice or struggles. And like, I help them work it out and like pros and cons list and like really help them figure out like, is this the right thing for them? But but when I'm frustrated then or angry or upset or hurt, or like, I feel like someone wronged me then my emotions do get the best of me but Mm -hmm. do you also do you also when you're angry you start crying like I'm 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 not an emotional person but I always cry when I'm upset yes no that's a hundred percent like I I cry a lot when I'm upset like I just can't hold it anymore and I'm just like I get so frustrated and I'm, I get frustrated at myself that I'm frustrated or upset. So then I start crying. And that's where people think I'm really emotional because I cry a lot, but it's a lot of times it's because I'm really frustrated and growing up, I was so defensive and so like, I mean, I'm still stubborn and I'm still defensive to some extent, but I've gone a lot better, but I just was so defensive. And so I felt like I had to prove something to everyone because everyone always looked at me like I was like, an idiot or like you know like I just never like fit in I never belonged everyone looked down on me or at least I felt I don't know like I I could could all be in my head but that's how I felt so I felt like I had to be like the biggest bitch of them all like I I was a really mean kid I was very defensive I was very angry because I just I felt misunderstood and no one bothered to listen to me or take the time to care about me so I would act out And I'm learning now that I don't need to be that way, but it's really hard to learn to unlearn all of that. And so my emotions still do get the best of me, but yeah, I cry a lot because I was just always frustrated that people just never understood me. And now I love having the podcast and being able to share my thoughts and how I really feel. And people really do get the chance to get to know me and understand where I'm coming from and hear it from me too, instead of just like writing it in a question box. It's funny how all of our experiences lead us to where we are, which is a segue for you. So can you tell people who may not know you a little bit about you and what Brands Media Group is? Yes. So I was born in Paris and I grew up in Canada. So when I was seven, I moved there. And as you know, anyone could imagine it was a big change for me just because I'm you know I'm a kid I have my friends I have my school and then I'm going like all around all across the world and then in Canada I decided at 19 years old that I wanted to study abroad so I went to Tel Aviv when I was 19 and I did my BA there I studied communications and marketing and then I went to New York to do my master's in fashion studies so I always knew I loved both both fields, communication and fashion. It's always something that I've been interested in. I had no idea that I wanted to start a business. It kind of happened because I it was the pandemic and people were asking me for help for social media. And I've always loved social media. I've been doing it on my personal page since Instagram launched. But when I started helping people, which I was doing for free, my dad was kind of like, well, you should start a business. Like you should, you know, let's find a name. Let's, let's do it. And I was like, 
okay, let's do it, you know? But I was like, okay, this is going to be like a side hustle, like a little project. And three years later, uh, we are, you know, real full, well-structured company. So BMG essentially is a social media agency. We have right now, we are three on the team and I'm in the process of hiring an intern who's going to start on December 1st. So very, very exciting. And we have a dozen clients right now who are in the fashion, lifestyle, beauty world. So I'm really combining both of my passions. It's like communication and fashion reunited. And I mean, I'm doing everything that you can imagine a business owner is doing. I used to be the one doing social media and now I'm doing everything but the content creation (laughs) itself. So I'm managing, overviewing, confirming uh, you know, hiring, uh, doing all the administrative work, the accounting, uh, the sales, the invoices, everything, everything, everything. So it's a lot and it's very exciting because there's a lot of freedom that comes with it, of course, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of work. Do you wish you hadn't started knowing like what you know now that you wouldn't really be able to do the social media part that you love or are you okay with stepping back and building it up and doing all the administrative stuff so you can grow it enough to where you can get back to doing the part that you love? Like, has it been hard, that transition? So I love that question because I think that I'm not a person. My personality is not someone that wouldn't want to try something because I know how it is. So I'm always like, okay, let's try it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I didn't know what was waiting for me when I started BMG, that's for sure. But I've actually grown to love what I'm doing now better than the content itself. It's more challenging. The tasks are moving quickly. There's a lot of things to to check and to organize. And I'm a type A kind of person. I love to organize. So it's kind of like, little did I know this is exactly what I want to do. I want to run a business. I don't want to do content creation my whole life. Um, And what's really cool right now is that I'm actually delegating the content part to people who really want to be doing content and are very challenged and stimulated to do content for different clients. You know, every day they're working on, let's say, five, six clients and they're doing stories, feed posts for them and they love it. So I think that if you know your personality and you know how you like to work, you can already know what's best for you in, you know, building a business And if you don't want to scale it and become, you know, that business owner that is doing all the administrative things, you could still, you could keep it freelance and have, you know, one or two clients and still be doing the content and the strategy and all that. But yeah, that's my take on it. I don't know if it makes sense. You, you No, I think that makes so much sense. And I love that, that you actually found that you liked it more. And it's true. Like, just because like, I feel like everyone is starting their own businesses nowadays. Everyone's starting their own agency. There's so many. And it's like, it's not for everyone. Like you have to love the administrative side too. And you know, if you don't love it, then it's going to be really hard for you to scale and grow and be successful. And a lot of times people stop because they, they, you know, yeah, if you knew then what you know, now it would have discouraged you and you probably never would have started. So it's good. Like I'm the same way as you, like, I'm going to, you know what, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But if I have an idea, I'm going to pursue it until I can no longer keep going. And then I will revisit that. And I learned from it and I moved on. And some people are better at, you know, like you said, like the free, the freelance, the creative side, and they're better off being employees or freelance and letting someone else who's more 
analytical and, you know, big picture focus on running the business and not everyone has to be both and it's okay. And I think there's so much out there now that like, you know, girl boss, entrepreneur, everyone wants to, and it's like, that's not for everyone. For me, like, you know, I started my own business too. I like both sides. I like, I actually prefer, like, I love creative in this, in some ways, but I hired interns to run the social media for my business because that's not my thing. I can tell you it looks pretty and I like, and I approve it, you know, but that's just not my thing. So let them who really enjoy it. And that's the, what they're studying in school. They want to learn it. Let them be the ones to take it over and let me run the business side of running a business that is the part that I actually do enjoy so I think that's smart and hiring for your weaknesses knowing what you're good at knowing what you're not good at so no I think it makes a lot of sense and I really like that you said that Um, and also you have to think about you know right now we're I mean I'm also but I'm just by myself like I'm not I don't have a co-founder so I feel like if you know that you want to start a business and you know your strength and your weaknesses like you mentioned if you're partnering up with someone that would, let's say, do the whole business side of things and you keep on doing the creative side of things, then it could be a really good match. And like that, you know, you don't have to take care of the whole business side of things. I'm alone. I don't want a co-founder. So in my case, it's different. You kind of have to have your hands on everything. But having partners is also a good option for people. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know people who originally wanted to do it on their own and then they realized that they, for what they were building, they couldn't do it on their own and took on technical founders so they're the creative fun face of the business but then they have co-founders that are running building the actual app and the website and the coding and the technical part that she's learned along the way but that's not her expertise and you hire for the yeah for your weaknesses and knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at so and it it, yeah building a team is so important you know you're not going to do it alone and you're not going to do it alone forever you're going to have a team and it takes time to build a team. And, you know, you, like you said, you just hired an intern. They're starting soon. I just hired interns. What has that been like? What has it been like building a team? What do you look for when you're building a team? Because you're so new, you know, it's your baby. What is, and, and you now live, which we'll get to in a little bit, you live in Israel now and your company's based in Montreal. So what's that like hiring a team and then running it remotely and from so far away? Oh my God, Kayla, I could talk about this forever. And the process has been, just because the process has been so insane when you look back at it, how it started and how it is three years later, how the hiring process changed also. My first ever uh, team member I hired right on the spot was the only one that applied. And today, for example, when I post that I'm hiring, I get, let's say like 30 to 40 CVs, you know? So the difference is insane, first of all, in terms of how much interest there is in the position now that we're more, I guess, founded and, you know, built. I feel like you have to ask the right questions when you're interviewing. You also have to really know what you're looking for. That means that I've had experiences where I hired someone and it ended up being, you know, a horrible experience. And we stopped after a month because I didn't even know what I was really looking for. I thought I needed someone to do certain things. And actually, it was just very messy. And that was my fault. Like, I didn't look too much into it. So I feel like when you're a business owner and you're hiring, you have to really know what you want to hire for, first of all. And also asking the right questions. And that really means if you need to do even second interviews, even third interviews, then go and do them. Just because 
it's really, really important that you are sure that the candidate not only answers the questions, you know, a certain way that you want them to answer, but also that you know will be a good fit to work with your current team if you already have a team. Like for me, I was imagining, okay, will he or her, you know, fit in with the vibe that when we have our daily meetings with the team right now? And that's now that the team is more established also, I have to think of those things. Like it's not yeah. just me and one person, it's me and like two other people as well. So uh, yeah, this is something. And then also look out, you know, for your instinct and your gut feeling and what does your body tell you as cheesy as it sounds if there is you know a bit of questions that you're asking yourself it's like a relationship if if you if there's too much questioning it's not right for you and so just yeah. listen to yourself even though you know sometimes you're like oh I wish I wasn't thinking of that well no your body's telling you something listen yeah, to it I agree I'm a big gut intuition person so I love that and yeah like you said like the personality of the team, they have to fit with the people that are already there. You know, I'm, I'm part of a startup as well, my friend's company that I was talking about. And, you know, I hear them talk about all the time when they're bringing someone new on. And it's like, we already have a really good team. Like we like everyone that works here and we get along and we have fun. Like, are they going to fit in with that? Because if they're going to mess that up, then they're not the right fit. And we like what we have right now. So yeah, I think it's super important recognizing too the it's not just what they bring to the table. It's their personality. Do they fit in with everybody that's already here? And I like that asking, you know, no, and knowing what you're looking for too. Like, you know, yes, you need help and you're going to hire interns because you need help and you can't do it all alone. But like, you have to be at some level, still be strategic about it. And the first person that you hire may not be with you forever and that's okay. But you know, you want to make sure that you're growing and gaining experience from every person that comes in, whether they stay or not, not just that it's a, it's a bad experience because then that hurts you in the future when you want to hire again, or, you know, reputation or that kind of thing. So I know, I think that's super important. What but I mean, said. it's special to see, you know, that for example, Noemi, who's been working with us now for a year, when she started, she didn't have any social media experience. Like she didn't know how to use Canva but she had it in her. I felt it. And today she manages seven clients on her own and she does everything from content to strategy. So, you know, you can train people. That's also yeah. something they don't have necessarily to have the perfect experience in social media. If it is social media you're hiring for, because you can train them to learn Absolutely. if they're willing to learn, they need to be willing to learn. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, you need to look for. Cause if they, if they're motivated, they could learn anything. If they already know a skill and they're like, yeah, I know social media. That's why I think, you know, I fit in the company's culture. Then, I mean, it's not enough for me. I need someone that really wants it. Yeah. And you run your business one way. You guys have a system that works for you. That's why your clients choose you. So you, you want them to be adaptable and be willing to learn that. And yeah, training them. My, my interns, like they're really good at social media. And I was like, hey, I also need help on the admin side of this part of the business are any of you interested in that and they're like and they were both like I'm willing to learn that you know if I could like I, I want to learn I like what you're doing I want to learn from you whatever you're willing to teach me I'm a sponge teach me and I was like perfect yes. those are the types of people that I want especially when it's literally just me and two interns like I need you to be sponges and be willing to learn so that's For super sure. important 
that you know the people that you look for are are sponges and willing to learn and be trained and moldable too because that's you know especially when it's a new company your roles are going to change every single day week after week month after month it's going to change and they have to just be willing to roll with the punches and kind of Mm -hmm. adapt at any moment a big pinch me moment though has been you know when people are now applying for the job and it's you know 30 people and I get cover letters I'm just like oh my god people are interested in working in something like a mission that I I built and it's really like a mind-blown pinch me moment you know I just wanted to share that (laughs) oh that's so cool I I and that's that's just a testament to what you guys are doing what you've built and how incredible it is and yeah, I was going to ask, like, what is it like running a remote team? Like before you guys had an office, do they still, do you guys still have the office in Montreal and they're still there? Because now you recently moved to Tel Aviv and that's been a big transition for you. You've been, that was your dream. You wanted to move. Now you did. What's it been like running a business from over there? Yeah. So I actually launched BMG in Montreal during the pandemic, but I was living in Paris at the time. So I went back to Paris after launching it. And so the first year of BMG was fully in Paris as well, but just the company was Canadian, but I was working with everyone from Paris at team members in Canada, team members in Paris as well. And then when I decided to move back to Canada to really work on BMG, the reason I went back to Canada was really for BMG, but I originally wanted to go straight to Israel from Paris because it had been a really long dream of mine to come back to Israel. So it was in the plans for quite some time. But I decided to stay put in Montreal to really make everything more strong because we started in Paris. It was a bit, you know, all over the place with taxes and just accounting wise and all those things. So that last year in Montreal, I finally have, you know, stable clients, stable team. We opened an office, like you mentioned, and I had to, you know, break it to the team that I was leaving. And it was very bittersweet because we have a really good dynamic, all of us. And we're very close, not only in the work that we do, also personally, which is very special. So, you know, they were very happy for me, which is so sweet because That's how you know also that we really created strong bonds that were able to really still be as close, even though I'm so far away. And so being here now, nothing changes because I, we still do our 8 a.m. daily Zoom meetings. We still have our weekly calls, a presentation with our goals for the week, what we're working on, what we want to change, all that. And I'm available working hours in Canada, even though I'm here. So Uh, it's of course you know right now it's just been a month and a half that I left so I just don't want the team and I don't want that for myself also I'm not that kind of leader that just you know takes off and you know everything changes and it's so messy for them uh, that wouldn't be fair at all so I'm here but nothing really changes because really internally everything's the same I think the only thing that changes and that's just because they prefer it this way uh, the team prefers to work from home So we kept the office and they sometimes go in it, let's say once every, I don't know, every month. But that's really the main thing that that has been a a big change internally. That's really cool that you guys are able to keep that structure that you guys have built. And I think it might help too that you started it remote as it from the beginning. So you already kind of had that system set up and now it's just, it's not as weird of a transition, just keeping the same hours and you know, yeah, that's the beauty of the pandemic that everyone discovered that they're able to work from home. And actually, some people are more productive at home. But having that office for them to come in whenever they want to or need to 
is always good too. Um, I can't believe that we used to not work from home, that people used to be in office every single day. Yeah. You know, it's it's so crazy because it's so it's so recent. It's only been two years, but it feels like it's been forever like this. Yeah. No, I was talking about it with my friend last night. Like, you know, we went to law school. Half of it was online. So we don't really know what it's like to be in a, like I, I intern and I worked at law firms you know, in college. So I did know what it was like to go into an office eight to five or nine to six or whatever. But like, as lawyers, like we never really got that experience because in law school, we were online, we were, were, you know, Zoom school, Zoom school of law. So like, it's really hard for us to now conceptualize, like having to go into the office every single day, getting all dressed up. Like, it's just like, can we work from home? Like, I'll come in if you need me to, but like, can I work from here? Because it's just, I get so much more done and I can do laundry and I can, you know, be taking care of the dog and I can go for walks in the middle of the day and get my exercise in, or I can eat better lunches and breakfast and dinners because I'm home and I'm cooking. And, you know, I also, I always felt too, like just being chained to my desk from 8.30 to 5.30. And like, I'm not working every hour like all eight hours like there's times where I'm not doing anything so it's like if I'm home I can do housework clean my room organize the closet take out clothes go take out the trash pick up the mail like I'm I'm being way more productive so you know it's just funny like that transition um my friends were talking about that last night too like like, I hate being in the office all the time like I I just prefer working from home you really pinpointed like all the it's so true (laughs) No, no, but it's so true. And that's why I'm hearing from my friends that are in corporate jobs, their feedback. And first of all, I wouldn't want it for myself. So I don't want it for the team. So I'm giving them that flexibility. Like, guys, office is here. If you guys want to meet up and you feel like you need, you know, some like physical presence between one another, please go by all means, like it's there for a reason. But they tell me we're more productive at home. So for me, it's, you know, happier team members, happier work more productivity, better work. So do whatever makes you more productive. If it means being at home, like by all means, stay at home. And yeah. I get it. I'm, You know, we're all the same age. We're all in our 20s. Like I'm more productive at home too. So why would I, you know, give out something to someone that I yeah. don't believe? Absolutely. And I think that's important too. It's like, if you wouldn't do it for yourself, if you wouldn't want that for yourself, why are you going to put that on the team? And I think that's something that as our generation starts becoming the the bosses and the leaders and the managers, I think that we're going to see a big change in the corporate world. But you know, the generations before us, our parents' generation, like they didn't have that. So they're very much used to like butt in chair from eight to five. And you know, we need to see you to know you're working. And for me, and like all like, all of the companies that I've worked for in the last couple of years have allowed me to work remotely because we had to like even like working at a law firm they're like we don't normally let you guys work remotely but we know you are going to get your work done and do good work so like we'll allow it and my work never faltered like I got it I got more done because I was able to do it from home than having to go into an office and they're like okay like noted like so I think it's important to recognize too that yeah like it's just it's the leadership style the management style the way that companies are run like you don't necessarily have to be in the office all the time like for certain things yes absolutely meetings calls with clients meeting clients like yeah of course you want to be in the office it's going to be a lot better you want to meet them face to face certain you know once a month meetings with the team so they all get to know each other instead of like always being all over the world and remote hiring and remote work does have like complications with 
like accounting and finances if they're in different states don't get me wrong but at the same time if the productivity is there and the work is still getting done it's not that big a deal to me at least and I think for you as well so I think I think that's going to start happening more but it's definitely and what you said about the generation before us being you know but on the chair from eight to five it's so funny because how I manage my team my parents just don't understand they don't understand that we have like happy hours together that we go for dinner sometimes that you know we tell each other how the weekend was that we go out because yeah, you're friends too and that's something so but important yeah exactly and also the transparency of it all like today there's so much transparency within you know company structures and all that and I don't want to hide anything from my team members like they of course you know there's some things that I keep private of, of my you know my private life but just like I would with anyone else and and all that but it's just funny because it's a totally totally different management style and if today leaders were managing like it was like 30 years ago I don't think teams would work out the way no. that it's out for me right now at least no I don't think we would be as nearly as productive as we are as a society but it's funny like my mom her company is very high I, I, I don't know if it's because she runs a Latin America department of her company so like it's our culture is just very familial and like let's go out let's go party let's do this they're a little bit better than like my dad's side for example but like she takes a team to happy hours every once in a while like and there's like literally a budget for that like you have to like team bonding events they'll go bowling they'll go you know flag football like they'll go to like one day I came home from work and like her team was at my house and they were having like a barbecue you know so like there is that level but that's a recent development so I think because her team is now a lot of people our age you know so I think they're asking for it and they're starting to develop systems that allow for that as well but yeah like my my friends the startup like we're all in our mid early to mid 20s like we're all friends like me and her will text each other like we'll go from one minute like we're talking about work and like oh by the way so and so just texted me like we can talk about that after but like let's get finished back to this or like reverse like I'll be telling her about whatever happened on this date that I went on and then I'm like oh shit a client just emailed me like what do you want me to say like and then like we'll just go back and forth or like we'll have a text convo and like an Instagram DM convo and a Slack conversation all going at the same time and they're all completely different conversations and it's just yeah, it, it seems chaotic, but that's just like, we're all the same age. We all are going through the same thing. It's so much more fun and enjoyable being friends. And yeah, I mean, there's that always that like, you know, boss friend, like relationship at some level, but no, we're all just trying to figure it out. So it's more fun that way when you're figuring it out together. So where did the name Brands Media Group come from? You knew I was going to ask this, but I thought it was really cool when you told me. Yeah, so my... My last name is Brand, so I really wanted to incorporate it in some, you know, some type of project that I was working on. Uh, when I lived in Israel, when I was studying here, I actually had a, a travel blog, and it was called Brands Media Business uh, Group. It was called Brand Travels. So I'm too used to saying Brand Brands Media Group now. So it was called Brand Travels. Same concept. I wanted the word travel, and I wanted my last name. So I was like, oh, Brand Travels. It works. And so for three years here, while I was establishing this travel blog, it was really funny because everyone who saw me in the streets, they recognized me. They were like, oh, Brent Travels, Brent Travels. So it really became this, this big thing at school. And 
with my friends I still have friends that still call me brand travels which is really funny yeah after that blog which I now closed down uh, and I had like a two-year break in between the blog and the start of VMG same concept I really wanted brand in it but I had no idea when I wanted afterwards like as of like two words or one word after that so I actually was brainstorming with my family. We're writing on pieces of paper. There was millions of names. Uh, I can actually send you a picture if you want to post it after on social media. Yeah, for, do like, that. That'd be funny. Podcast. But yeah, there's just names, like words everywhere. And I was Googling and I was like, what would make more sense? And I was really thinking of the long term. So if, you know, it would be picking up, I feel like Media Group today, and I'm so happy that I picked that name because first of all, the acronym is BMG. So that's really fun to say. And now, you know, everyone uses BMG as a way to call my business. And we're launching something in 2023. And it's really cool that we're able to say Brands Media Group presents BMG X, you know, like we can use both names in the same sentence. And I just wanted media because obviously, you know, we are a media communication agency and group was the long-term thinking word. It's because I didn't want to be a freelance. I knew that I wanted to scale it from the start. So I, uh, you know, using group, it just brings in like a sense of togetherness of, you know, groups with, you know, regrouping individual together. Uh, so it just, yeah, it just called, called me really brands media group. It just, it flowed, you know? Yeah, no, I that's how both my podcast name and my company name have come together as well. Just forward thinking a lot of ideas. And so yeah, I just I love like hearing how people come up with the name because it is such a big thing, you know, to come up with that branding and developing the concept and the theme. And, you know, when you are scaling, having people be proud to say I work there. And, you know, it's just a pride thing. But I, it was funny when I asked you last time we spoke, like, is brand your last name? Because like, where did that come from? Like, because I was like, if it wasn't your last name, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. But then you said it, I was like, oh, this makes sense. But it's just yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, just because like <laughs> the way brand at like apostrophe S, I'm like, so that's a name. But like, is it her last name? Or is it like, how did she come up with that? So it's just cool. I don't um, remember why I added the S. I think it was for... I think it was just for like the flow of the word because brand media group was too harsh. So it's just like brands media group, you know? Yeah. But there's two things I want to say about that. If you are a business owner listening to this and you're struggling to find a name for your business, first of all, go with the flow. Like don't overthink it too much. If it, if it flows to you, if it makes sense, again, a feeling in your gut, go with it. And yeah. second of all, you could always change it even if you get really, really big. I saw this uh, the other day on LinkedIn. I mean, Facebook changed to Meta. Like, yeah, Meta, you can always exactly. change it. And I saw this uh, small, like, no, medium-sized business on LinkedIn that were really known for one of their, you know, brand identity, the visuals, everything, just that that was them. And they just decided and announced a name change and a full different brand identity just because it was so old that they just needed a brand refresh, which is like so fine to do also, you know, your true loyal followers or people who are invested in your company, they'll know and they'll get it. And that's it. It's like time for a rebrand. So yeah, don't be afraid to, you know, play around with those names and don't think about it too much also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It has to feel good to you. It has to fit with you and the vision you have for the company, but yeah, you could always, if you change and evolve or, you know, you pivot into a different industry and the name no longer fits, you can always change it and rebrand 
and like shameless plug as a trademark attorney do make sure that it is like oh you can use it and no, you're not copying someone else's name um so talk to a trademark attorney but yeah you could always rebrand I don't know. I just think it's so cool talking to fellow business owners and seeing their journey of how it all came together and how, you know, you're, you're three years in. So I just started a month ago. So like you are way ahead of me and just having someone to look up to and like everything that you're doing, even though there were, we're, we're slightly in different industries, but it's just so cool. I think, you know, seeing, I love following BMG's Instagram and seeing like the team and like what you guys are doing and what you're working on and you guys like to bring your community in into like what you're doing, hiring the interns. You posted about it. You guys have like been like showing like meet the teams and like showing you guys a little bit more behind the scenes. I think it's so refreshing. And I love that our generation uses social media for that instead of like these big companies that we used to, we know growing up, like who works there? I don't know what they do. And getting to see these companies that are really doing a lot for our industry and our generation and like we're we're getting to see it behind the scenes it's really cool but how do you manage everything like you said you're very organized productivity you know you guys have like a board in the office that you guys write down everything you're working on how did you come up with that system like what is your like team's like productivity hacks like strategy like how do you go about running your business so I've always been a very system-like person ever since I'm little uh, I remember back in the days even when I used to play with Lego I always used to love having systems even with my Legos so it's very interesting now because I used to build I remember I used to build like full cities and I was like okay well this is the family that lives here and they're gonna go there and there and it's like everything was very structured like that in my brain So now that I have the company and I'm able to plug in actual systems that people are going to use and not only just like playing with Legos, it's really gratifying because you see how putting up these systems really help the team and myself, like staying on track, staying organized. So as a leader, you you also have to be very motivational for your team and to give out that motivation. And for me, there's no motivation coming from a lack of organization. So it was very important to stay on track with everything that's happening because it's a lot and you can get lost in all of the race to do also, which is, you know, scary. But if you're organized, then it won't happen. So in the office, but again, we start, sorry, we started remotely. So I'll start with how we did it remote. Uh, but it was all in a Google Drive. So everything is organized like that. But we, for example, didn't have any systems put in place for the way we're communicating. So we're always talking on iMessage. Three years later, we finally have Slack. So, you know, which I put only two months ago. So very, very recently. But I was like, hey, we need to have boundaries also and really distinct from our communication on iMessage and on Slack. And if there's going to be new members joining, also, you know, they could search and retrieve uh, his story for, from the messages on Slack. It's very interesting to use it. So I had heard about it last year, but I only put it two months ago because I just felt like, okay, it was time to put it. But physically with the office, yeah, we did have a board with what we're working on with clients every day and basically the contract that we're working with the clients on the board. And I was able to recreate that board on the Google Drive. So I think it's important to have everything physically and also stored you know, online so for everyone to be able to see it. And I mean, you know, even if there's people that don't, that are sad that the physical is kind of, you know, going, uh, like going away and that computer or taking over, 
I mean, it's just, it's what's happening. Like for me, as team members join, it's easier for everyone to be regrouped on the Google Drive and see what's happening there than to go to the office and see it on a board. So, uh, you know, especially now that I'm not here, but still, I don't, I don't ever want to make excuses of, you know, I'm not in Montreal, so it's harder, but it's just easier for everything to be online. Uh, so I'm going to keep it this way, very organized like that there. No, I agree. I think I, I love Slack. So I'm happy you guys got Slack now. I, it's, I started using it last year when I joined my friend's startup and now I have it for my team and it's the best. And that way, yeah, you keep that separation between, you know, your personal friendship relationship conversations and like the work ones. And like, I try not to, unless like she's like, someone's not answering in Slack and it's immediate, then I'll call them so they see it. But like, for the most part, there is that separation, but it's just so much easier having a digital version of everything. It's just so much faster, but you know, for safekeeping and just to save your ass, you know, you want to have a, di- a physical copy as well. But digital just makes things so much easier, especially because the way that we live now in society, it's just everyone's moving all the time, not just like physically, but just traveling, like, like not to live, but like you go on vacation or, you know, like your partner has a work trip and like, you're like, I want to go to New York City with him on his work trip. Like, let me, I can work remotely so I can go and I don't have to take off work and like you know I get to still do what I love but I get to be in a change of scenery and like you know it just makes things so much easier and that's just like again our generational mentality but yeah I agree if you can have it digital if it's your your career your job allows you to be digital there's some that still do need to be physical jobs and that's okay but for the ones that can be why not or at least try it out and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but if it does It could be really good. Exactly. I think it's knowing who you're working with. How do you work better? What's more efficient to you? You know, play around with it. You see what works, what doesn't. We used to have like 10 Google Docs about specific, about certain things that I ended up, you know, reducing two years later because you realize, okay, there's a system that works. We don't need this and this and this and this and this. Just choose one and pick one that it makes everyone more efficient. And, you know, everything flows from there. You just test it and learn and see like on the way of it yeah so I want to ask you why like you said you had always wanted to go back to Israel you studied in college there you wanted to go back like what made you fall in love with Israel and want to go back like what is it like living there I don't know I've never been I I told you I'm dying to go so I'm just curious like what is it like living in a completely different part of the world I know they're very modernized but you know it's still an an ancient part of the world like what has that been like that living there now so for anyone who hasn't been, it's really like a New York with a beach. So it's also such a young city. So there's only young people like everywhere in the streets, at least in Tel Aviv. So you really have everything here. You have the beach, you have the city center with, you know, buildings like in New York. You have the energy of New York also of people, you know, starting businesses left and right and really thriving. The food is incredible. And you also have the whole historical, you know, sites of it. So you can go to Jerusalem and there's so many crazy things you can see there. And first of all, I'm Jewish. So being in Israel is, you know, it's my home uh, at heart. So I just feel like, you know, again, I can't explain it. It's a feeling in my heart. I feel like I belong here. And I actually came to study and I realized this is where I need to be. My, I'm myself here. You know, you don't need to 
to pretend you can be whoever you want to be here. You don't have to be, you know, it's not about status like it is in New York because I did live in New York for a year and this is what I realized it was. In Paris, everyone is very chic and proper. And yes, I'm French. I'm very European. But I don't want to put this side of me that's very all put together all the time because here I am, you know, this is me. You're seeing it right now. I'm in like PJ top. My hair is not brushed. And it's like here you can go out in the streets like that and no one cares because everyone's very supportive. You're like a big, big family here with people you don't even know. So that's one side of it. But I just, the city inspires me. It inspires me to be a better self, to be myself, uh, to work hard and to also enjoy the life work balance here is so special and it's prioritized so when I lived in New York it was you know all about work like all the time and people were working until 11 p.m I remember here even though I'm on Canadian hours I'm still able to go for drinks for dinner quick and then you know come back to my work if I want to on the weekends I go to the beach even if I want to watch the sunset one day a week I go see the sunset I come back home and I work so people know how to live their life in a more meaningful way and I also think it has to do um, with, you know, it's a country that's constantly at war. For example, like my room is a bomb shelter. So, you know, it's, it was crazy when I, I was showing my room, to my apartment to my team. And I'm like, and this is the room. And look, the walls are like, you know, it's um, it's like concrete walls because if it's a bomb shelter. And they were like, okay, casually, like it's a bomb shelter. Yeah. But so people know that at any time, you know, at any point, there could be something that... They're living out. life to the fullest because they don't know. That's exactly it. And so, there, you know, you can enjoy a hummus on the beach with a sweater on during the winter and watch the sunset. And people are literally on their happiest self doing that. You don't need much here. That's what I mean. You can be very minimalist and still enjoy your life, you know, to the fullest. Yeah, I've heard so many amazing things about several people that have gone there. My One of my best friends, her brothers, he's teaching English there for a year and like from August to August. And I'm like, I'm like, can we go? Like, can you get off from work? Like, I can work remote. Like, can you get off from work so we can go? I just really want to go. Like, I'm dying to experience it. Because, yeah, I've heard a lot of the same things you just said from other people. And that seems... So like the, the work-life balance, the meaningful life, like that's just, you know, that, that to me is so important. And my parents just got a condo on the beach and like, you know, we'll we'll do that. Like in the winter, you know, I mean, Miami winter isn't winter. It's basically spring, (laughs) like it's like only slightly cooler, but you know, yeah, we get, you know, bag of chips, fruit, hummus, like snacks. And we sit there with a sweater, just watching the sunset on the coast. And it just, that to me is just magical and because you work Canadian hours you get to have your mornings to yourself and walk around experience the city work out like meet people like yeah the work-life balance part to me is you know that's probably other than the culture of Miami part of why I love Miami so much is that it's a big city and it has the hustle and bustle of like New York Chicago LA but there's still like a slower pace to it because people here are just like we want to enjoy the life we want to enjoy the beach we want to do the outdoors we want to do the culture like there's still a little bit of that like slower like you know enjoying life part to it that I enjoy so I think that's super cool right now I mentioned a lot of the good things there's also a lot of hard stuff and I think it's pick your battles I rather have the cons here than the cons that I there was in Canada and in Paris and again it's me following the gut and like going for what I feel like is right for me 
And then you see from there, you know, nothing's permanent. I could have not liked it and go back to Canada. It's a flight away, you know, but yeah, yeah I, I agree. Mean, I... Yeah. And like, like you said earlier, like if you like, you like it, if you don't, you don't. And we're at the age right now, our early to mid twenties where we have no ties. Like we could literally do whatever we want. So this is the time to do it. And then you figure it out as you go. And like you said, like you, you, like it's your home. You feel like you can truly be yourself there. I I've only felt that in two places ever, like Miami and London. Like I felt that like in a past life, I lived there when I was in London I studied abroad and I got off the train and I was like, Oh, like, okay. I've been here before, even though I've never been here. Like I just felt it. So I, I, I totally know that feeling. And you know, yeah, if you feel like at home there right now, then, you know, you never know what awaits you being there. So this is a time to figure that out. And yeah, like the cons, you know, every place has its pros and cons, but if right now that's just where you feel you're meant to be, then why not lean into it while we can? But what are the best lessons you've learned from being an entrepreneur the last couple of years? For anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, wants to start their own thing, or is deciding like, is college for me? Should I start my own thing? Do I go into corporate life? Like what have some, like your biggest lessons that you've learned from going off on your own? So the first one is for sure that everyone I met along the way. So in the past five years, when I started like really studying and meeting people, everyone you're going to meet is going to be important for later. Like you don't know how yet, but just be sure to be genuine, be yourself when you meet people. If you're not a people person and you don't want to talk to anyone, that's also fine. I'm a very, you know, outgoing person. I love to speak with people. So I realized only now, like five years later, how much it it did help me to, you know, put myself out there and say hi to people that I met in the street and um, yeah, to basically network, but without, you know, using the term network, because it wasn't like a job. I was just genuinely interested to speak with those people. The second thing is that if you really love what you're doing, then you won't give up on your business. And there was a lot of moments where I was like, what am I doing? I should stop right now. This is not for me. I should go back to a corporate world and I was going to stop everything. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, well, no, I love what I'm doing. What am I talking about? So yeah, just I've been there. <laughs> full roller coaster of emotions of high and lows. But as long as you know, you stay true to yourself and what you want to do, then that's fine. And it's going to pick back up and you have to see things on the long term. And then the third thing is that Uh, And I actually heard this on a YouTube video that I was watching when I was having a lot of self-doubt and it really helps me because every day I use it is that you have to be the hammer in everything that you do. And that means like go after things first, like ask for things first, you know, don't sit with your feelings, wondering or overthinking. If you're thinking about something with clients, ask them right away. If you have a meeting with them, say what you need to say first, like present the meeting, lead the meeting, just because you want to be that, I don't know how to explain. If you do uh, struggle with self-doubt, if you are the hammer, (laughs) then you're going to start the conversation. And then it's just people that are going to answer you, but they're not going to be the one starting it. And that really helps to, you know, manage your, yeah, your confidence and boosting, you know, what you want to say. Yeah, and- I think send it to me so I can share it and put it in the show notes. So people can watch it. But I think at least for me, I'm like that too. Like I'm very, you know, again, gut, it goes back to gut instinct, but like people will gravitate towards you because you're like, you know, you're going after what you want and they, they 
feel that energy from you and they're going to be like, okay, like there's something here. Like I I'm interested in like what she's bringing to the table. Like they're willing to like talk to you and share with you because you're putting that energy out there of like, here's my idea. And they're be like, Oh, I really like that idea. Like let's go from there. And like, they, they just gravitate towards you more. But no, with the, like you said, like networking without it being a job, like you were just meeting people. I'm a lot like that too. I love meeting people. Everyone you meet has something to teach you. Every experience in life, good, bad, ugly, bad date, bad relationship, bad friendship, whatever. Like there's a reason why, and it's going to teach you something. And you may not know for years why, but like when you find out, you're going to be like, oh, that makes so much sense now. And, and yeah, I, you know, I think we all struggle with self-doubt just like, really like, shit, did I make the wrong decision? Like, should I just go back to a corporate life? Like I've been struggling with this for the past month, but you know what? I know that deep down in my gut, this is what I'm meant to do right now. And if that changes in five years, then that changes. But right now I know that this is the right path for me. And no one said it was going to be easy, but it'll be worth it. So exactly. I think that's, those are some great ones. Um, what are you guys working on? Like, I know you can't tell me, but like, what is, what are you like most looking forward to for the new year for BMG? Like, what are you guys so excited about? What, what's, what's new? What's coming? So we are growing the team. So it's not 2023, but in two weeks, we're going to have a new team member, which is like the most exciting. We're working on something that I really can't share right now, but it is launching for 2023. So it's a big project and it's actually the first project that I'm fully delegating to a team member so I'm not going to be the one taking care of it and I'm not even the one who is like founding it like establishing it right now so that's very exciting because it's really a first you know because BMG I found it I get the people to work with me but this time it's it's not my project it's a team member's project and that's very big and we're going to work on newsletter that that I could say we're going to work on newsletter for 2023 because it's something we still haven't done uh, in three years. And I really, really want to tap into that. And for the rest, I'm really taking it slow, taking it easy, like slowly but surely growing. I don't want to rush. I don't want to, you know, do things too quickly. I'd rather go by like pillars, you know? So right now it's like new team member, we can get in more clients and then slowly but surely, you know, work on that. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think that's really cool that your team member is the one spearheading this project. And you know, like you said, like we were talking about earlier, like you've like, they came in, they were the right fit. You've trained them. You guys have built this together and now they get to like, kind of have their own baby and you get to help them grow that. And then at the end of the day, BMG is going to grow because of that project and hiring new team members, more clients. Like it'll be, it'll be really cool to see. I'm excited for when that announces to be able to, to see what it is and everyone can go check it out. But you know, I'm so excited for you. I think it's so cool what you're doing. I like the newsletter idea. I love that. I want to get into a newsletter too. I just, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but one day. Um, I guess we never really know, you know, we just have to try and then yeah. you learn. That's it. Yeah. You just got to go for it. That Like with anything in life, like, you know, you just got to go for it and you'll figure it out as you go. And if it's meant to be, it'll, it'll always work out the way that it's meant to. And yeah. hey, like, for both of us, like it just, you know, our life experiences, our upbringing, like our culture, like it, it brought us to where we are now. Like we wouldn't be where we are today had everything not happened exactly the way that it did. So that's pretty cool. But thank you so much, yeah. Sharon. 
coming on. I love this conversation. I'm so excited that we finally got to chat. Where can everyone find you? Share everything. I'll put it all in the show notes so everyone can come find you. Thank you. So you can find the BMG's Instagram uh, at at Brands Media Group. And then the website is www.brandsmediagroup.com. And then my personal is at Sharon Brand. And I share a lot of behind the scene on the business on there. So if you want to chat, if you want to say hi, if you have questions, then you could, you know, feel free to slide into my DMs. Yeah. And she shares a lot about her life in Israel, which is just so cool to see. I I love it. I I love to travel and I love to experience new cultures. And whenever I see what you're doing, I'm like, wow, that looks so cool. I want to be there. Um, but I hope you can visit. And if yeah. you do, please let me know. I will. I'll absolutely let you know. And I've never been to Canada or Montreal. So like I I'm and I gotta let you know when I go there if you're ever in town. But thank you so much, Sharon. I love this conversation. Thank you.